Welcome to the Fantasy Ace Ball Podcast. This is your host, Tim Kanak. You can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Ace Ball, and you can find my written stuff over at Friends with Fantasy Benefits. If you're looking for the F scores, that is where you will find them because I have had people of recent ask me where they can find all the F scores. They are all on Friends with Fantasy Benefits. If you have been listening, following, you can find them all there. Faux free. And we got the three amigos here today. Mr. Raymond Atherton without the tildies, but you might have to put the tildies back after Scott White was talking about your tildies. I know. How funny <laughs> is that? I like. I, yeah. I didn't watch that till after we were like three hours into the draft, and I like spit out my water. I laughed so hard. <laughs> he knew you were an Acuna guy, so now, now are you going to have to go? Are you going to bring your Twitter back to Raymond Raymond Atherton? I, I'm, I don't I'm know how to do to. that with with, with Greek names. <laughs> I have no clue. I think you. I think I think you do have to. I think, or or you could put it to a vote. You could do a Twitter vote and Still see cool. if, if you should, yeah, go t- tildies or no tildies. <laughs> and we got Gabe Jenner, who now has a Twitter. What's up, Gabe? Uh, go ahead and I want I want you to, to do a, uh, we're going to do a drum roll and you're going to tell everybody your Twitter name. And it's probably no surprise. Go! I can, <laughs> I can be found Tim- at Catcher Streamer. I would. Uh, you can follow me there if you'd like to, but I'm not really going anywhere, so it might be kind of boring for you. I was gonna say, Tim, you literally tweeted it like six hours ago. So, yeah, but some people listen to the podcast before yeah, they look follow. on the yeah. Twitter. Yeah. So yes, you can find Gabe now on Twitter at Catcher Streamer. No sixty nine, just Catcher Streamer. He's the OG, <laughs> and we will be talking about streaming catchers in this podcast at some point. So, <laughs> so we got the master here, the master of disaster. Go follow Gabe at Catcher Streamer. Go follow Raymond at Raymond Atherton so you can vote on his tilde poll. And, of course, follow me at Fantasy Baseball. Let's get into the news. There's a lot of it, I think, for us podcasting only a couple of days ago. Um, a lot of injury news, unfortunately. A lot of, a lot of bad news for me. <laughs> uh, number one. Carlos Rodon, and in the notes, I just put oops. I guess we'll get to that later. Uh, But Carlos Rodon, forearm injury, looks like he is going to be out. They say into mid-April, but that's like the most positive spec. That's like that. So that's the best case scenario, maybe longer. What do you think, Raymond? Raymond, are you muted? Raymond, Ray- Ray- Joe. I'm eating jelly beans. I'm trying to keep you quiet. I'll go ahead and tell you what I think about Carlos Rodon. My go stream ahead. yard is tripping out, so sorry if you're talking to me. Okay, oh, here we go. We we were it. You're good. Now you're good. Yeah, I asked you what you think about Carlos Rodon, buddy. <laughs> um, I think I'm incredibly nervous and. Unless he's sitting there in like the fourteenth round, I'm not going to touch him. Ooh, that far? You're dropping him that far down? I just, I don't know. At that point, it might be worth the risk to me. Like, I just don't see. I don't know. I just don't think it's worth it. Like, there's a probably better than a fifty-fifty shot. You don't get anything out of him this year. What do you think? Rodon or Glass now? Who are you picking? 
I guess Glass now, but neither. Gabe, Rodon or Glass now? If you have to pick one. Well, there's like a pretty extreme uh, discrepancy in ADP with those two guys, isn't there? Or at least there was before a couple days ago. I don't know someone's what someone's phone is like making a lot of noise. But anyway, uh, yeah, there was until the Rodon injury. Rodon was going on average, I think, seventh for starters, and Glass now was originally in the 20s for most people, but now is, like, down into the 40s. Dude, I think I'm still on – I mean, I'm still taking Rodon, I, and I'm not happy about it. I'm Even more – the bigger concern, I think, is that if he's got this new mustache, there's a chance this guy gets caught within 100 feet of an elementary school this year. And at that point, he's just not going to be allowed <laughs> to play anymore. Dude, I'm, I'm still taking Rodon. I'm still taking Rodon. I think it's a good value. Major, major, major warning. Major red flags. There's a reason the White Sox contended this guy. You know, it's been a couple years ago. They looked the fool. But, uh, I mean, this guy's got huge injury risk. And uh, so, I mean, he's definitely slipping three or four rounds for me. I I think I'm going to take him still. But huge buyer beware. Yeah, I'm taking Rodon over Glass now still, too. Has a better record of innings pitched just in general. So, and durability. Even though he was, yeah, also glass now has been like a year and a half out. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, next news Andrew Painter. He has torn like an exterior part of his UCL. They say it does, he does not need Tommy John. He's seen the foremost experts in the field. And basically, they told him to rest for four weeks and then he is allowed to lightly throw again. He will work up. And kind of the thought is that he will probably be up with the Phillies around the all-star breakers though. Uh, so obviously in redraft, that is going to put a damper on the painter, but uh, dynasty, I feel like I've, I've been hearing our dynasty circles and prospect circle that it really doesn't do much to his overall value because the kid's still 19 years old. So we'll see. Uh, I mean, Every pitcher pretty much needs TJ at some point anyway, and he's still so young that, like, long-term, it probably won't really matter. But for the near future, yeah, something to keep on your radar. What do you guys think about Painter? Yeah, I think you nailed it with everyone gets Tommy John eventually. But, yeah, Yeah. having him in at least a couple leagues, I'm pretty nervous. Yep. Dynasty, really, I would be like Dynasty only at this point. The good thing, and we'll talk about it later, about a, a t- a t- our CBS team, uh, I have Painter, but good thing is there's an IL. Without, if, if you're in TGFBI and you have Painter, like I drafted Painter in TGFBI, I will probably have to drop him at some point. Just knowing how TGFBI works and a seven-man bench with no IL, it gets rough. What do you think, Gabe? Man, I'm I I think that he's good value and like really really good value in dynasty leagues now. They haven't drafted yet. That's where I'm going to be looking to him. I'm not going to look to this guy to get anything out of him in 2023 uh, for a couple of different reasons. He was a dude. You know, I kind of I'm kind of down on rookie pitchers as they translate to the major leagues anyway. And uh, with you know with the injury, that's just all the more reason for me to be you know nervous of the guy yeah agreed uh rockies are apparently possibly interested in jerks in profar obviously best case scenario for profar right because if the rockies sign him 
he's going to play over like probably Tovar just because they like to destroy all of their prospects and uh, put random vets as their starters at every position for no reason in particular. But good news for Profar, I think. What do you guys think about Profar possibly going to the Rockies? I mean, this is what the Rockies do, right? They sign meaningless veterans that just absorb playing time from other people we could be excited about. Yeah. Who's going to take playing time? Or do you think he's just going to be – do you think they'll make him a super util? Or do you, do you really think they would – I don't know if he even has shortstop skills anymore. I don't know. When's the last time Profar yeah. played shortstop? So that's the good news is maybe he can't even play defensively shortstop anymore to steal Tovar's playing time. But uh, maybe like Nolan Jones that's going to kind of push out of the way and some guys like that. Yeah, that's probably a good point. I mean, maybe they're hoping one of Nolan Jones, Mike Moustakis, and Profar end up taking a job. Yeah. What do you mean, Gabe? Man, you guys nailed it. I just, uh, you know, it's the Rockies doing Rocky things. It's probably good for Profar's fantasy value in 2023, but it uh, it kills, you know, the young guys they're trying to build around. Uh, it's taken it's taken food from somebody, you know, and Profar is not the future of probably any organization, but certainly not the Rockies organization. So it just, it just seems silly to me. But I guess they've got to have someone to take major league at bats too. So yeah, true, but. I don't. I mean, I, I just don't think they need him. They have so many guys, but whatever. Uh, this one I like. Marlon signed Yuli Gurriel, which everyone's been talking about forever. Dude is Cuban. Miami is basically Cuba. Uh, I've lived there for like 10 years, so I can say that. Uh, Yuli, Yuli uh, the Marlins lineup is going to be fun in a weird way because I feel like all of their guys are just like batting average singles guys. They're going to have a lineup that has Arias, Yuli, like – I mean, I have to I have to look this lineup on a roster resource now. Bad, bad for Garrett Cooper, but Garrett Cooper gets hurt every year anyway, so I'm not really sure it matters that much. Um, but I'm pulling them up on a roster resource right now, and we they're got they're going to be a, a slow pitch softball team. This is what the station lineup looks like. You got Jazz and Soler at the top, so you have a little excitement in the top, and then you're gonna have like Arias. Uh, <laughs> Guriel, Cooper, Avisail, uh, Jean Segura. You're going to have in there some mix of Fortes and Stallings at catcher and Brian De La Cruz. Like, I don't know, but they're, they're going very heavy batting average. And John Birdie, obviously, is still around there mixing in and out. Jesus Sanchez is going to play uh, in a platoon. So it's... I mean, you, you got Jazz and Solaire, and then it's just like a bunch of boring guys, but it's going to be boring batting average guys. So this is a team that could potentially like lead the league in hits, but I don't know if it's going to generate runs. So what do you think about this lineup? You need to say a name after you say things like that. Dude. But... Right, Raymond, you, you, we've been taking turns. We're in a nice little circle. It's been kind of going like Tim Raymond Gabe. Tim Raymond Gabe. Oh, okay. Um, no, I think I've said it before. I said it jokingly, but I like how the Marlins just kind of leaned into like, we have one of the worst ballparks in baseball for home runs. Let's just get guys who are just average standouts and post shift post juice ball. Like that might actually be a pretty decent strategy. Yeah, it could be, especially with that pitching. Do they really need that many runs to win games? I feel like if they can manage like three to four runs a game, they'll be fine with that 
rotation. Their problem is, though, like, none of those guys can actually play defense. Like, Joey Wendell is going to be their starting shortstop. <laughs> he's okay. I mean, actually, I think he's he's solid defensively. Segura, like, I don't know. I don't know how Segura's arm is from third, but he's always been solid, like range wise defensively. He's not like a Gold Glove or anything. I guess we'll see how his arm plays. Uh, Jazz has been atrocious in center field. I don't know if you've seen that, but he's been like, really I'd bad. Be more and, to put and him at Arias. Well, Arias is also a very terrible second baseman. That's why the Twins were playing Arise at first, because he's a very bad second baseman. So, yeah, they're going to be pretty bad defensively. It might be like a Phillies scenario here for the pitchers, <laughs> unfortunately. What do you think, Gabe? What do you think, Gabe? This is going to be a bad team overall. I mean, it's just going to be a bad team. And you got Johnny Cueto as SP3. Uh, and, I, and I know that, you know, they've got Sandy and, and Lizardo or Studs. You know, Edward Cabrera, yeah, maybe, you know, Trevor. Dude, I think the pitching is going to be weak. I think the power is going to be really, really weak outside of Solaire and, you know, maybe some power from some of those guys in the middle. But, uh, man, it's a classic Miami team. You know, I, I, I love the Yuli signing. I think that's great. I, I think he's he adds value from a fantasy perspective, especially if he happen to maybe be a first base streaming kind of guy or a corner infield. I mean, you know, Yuli always hits for average and may score some runs and have some RBI. But, man, uh, I'm kind of down on the on the Marlins overall and and there's nothing exciting for me for sure about Yuli. He's just a, a good depth option, good streamer. Come in. <laughs> How about these obliques? Let's go down oblique highway right now. Harrison Bader. <laughs> I there's so many oblique injuries. It's ridiculous. Uh Harrison Bader out with an oblique injury. He's gonna start the season on the IL. So uh Bader, who even with the when he was with the Cardinals, seemed to be hurt like a third of the time. Now, basically, they've just got like an Aaron Hicks and Harrison Bader rotating injury platoon, I guess, in the outfield. <laughs> and I've heard like Oswald Peraza, because Volpe has been so good, that it's possible Oswald Peraza moves to the outfield. They've got Oswaldo Cabrera in the outfield, Oswald and Oswaldo. And then you've got uh, Volpe at shortstop. That could possibly break camp, those three guys. Very interesting. But, um, yeah, it was funny because like two days ago I read – Harrison Bader and the Yankees might sign extension. And then the next day, Harrison Bader, oblique injury, not going to start the season on the active roster. So yeah, another oblique injury. <laughs> another another oblique injury. Another six to eight weeks, I'm sure, with the oblique injury. Uh, and Bader had some helium this year, too. These Yankees fans were pumping Bader up the rankings pretty good. So what do you think that's going to do to Bader's fantasy value? I guess we'll start... Let's start with Raymond to keep the circle going to avoid confusion. The circle of life on this podcast. You can't have a circle with three people, but um, no, I love. <laughs> I love that the Yankees traded for one of the most hurt players in baseball, and fans thought it was going to get better. Like the Yankees don't have one of the worst training staffs in the country, but <laughs> <laughs> I got Bader. I don't know, with my second to last pick in the reserves round of a 12-team Roto League yesterday. So, like, I, that had to be somewhere around, like, 350th overall. Like, he is free. And so, if your league has IL spots, it's it's worth a shot. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. He, he's all right. To be fair, to be fair, he's been free for most of his fantasy value lifespan. He's 
That's a really good seems point. Like he's, he's always on the waiver wires. I feel like this guy lives there. To be fair. Uh, he's, and, he's, Kevin, he's a younger Kevin Kiermeyer. I've been saying that for years. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. Aaron Hicks comp was a good one. He, I mean, he might run Dude. a little more when he's healthy, but... He's he he's such a good defender. He's such a good defender, and he's got power speed, but he can't hit the ball. He is he is Kevin Kiermeyer with better hair, with the Yankees training staff, and much worse yeah. defense. No, Bader is a Gold Glover, dude. Not worse. He? He's not. He doesn't. He is not worse defensively. Bader is maybe the best center fielder in baseball if he's healthy. He would win the I Gold Glove every year. I just think Kevin Kiermeyer was like the best defensive outfielder of my lifetime. So. That's I think what Bader I mean by is worst. I think Bader might be better, but I was, I, you know, I'm I'm a Cardinals fan, so I've been watching him forever, too. So, I don't know. What do you think, Gaby? I think that Bader is not very good. I think he lives on the waiver wire. I think Kiermaier is a think, better defender. I think he's a master. All right. You're, I, 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 I was I was trying to get that joke in there somehow, but <laughs> you just went for it. <laughs> yeah, I had to. All right, with I, I went without going all the way. We had Leonid Tavares, uh, another oblique, 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 another center fielder. Oh my gosh, Leonid Tavares, bye bye, uh, late round steel specialist. If you were looking for one in a deep league, what do you think, Raymond? Leodi, are you going for any Leodi like you are for Bader? Uh, no. I don't know. He wasn't really on my radar before this, so he's definitely not on my radar after this. Gabe? I think he still lives in the same waiver wire house with Bader. Is Bubba Thompson... Are you interested in him? You no, know, not really. Is, I, I, think, I, I think Bubba Thompson is ahead of him now, and maybe even Josh E. <laughs> Smith, as far as like you know those goes. Eli White, too, maybe. You know those... Uh, is that who I mean? Eli White, Evan Carter? No, you're talking about Evan Carter, I think. Evan, Evan Carter's Carter. going to be a beast. Yeah, yeah he's going to be a stud. Beast. Um, you, you guys know those like uh, Heisman House commercials? That what, Who is that? State Farm or whoever runs those? Um, no, I don't watch commercials because I have all streaming, Raymond. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a millennial. I have, I have like two streaming apps and zero. Watch college zero football. It's, and it's not State Farm. It's a freaking car company. I just can't think of who it is. But we need to start like a, a waiver wire house like series. <laughs> it can just be all these guys. <laughs> Waiver Wirehouse. Hey, did you guys see Bryce Harper's playing T ball? Yeah. Did you see who drafted him in our Roto Roto League yesterday? I did. I don't know if I like that, but I guess you have an IL, so I kind of do actually. But how much did you spend on him? Eleven dollars. I don't know if I Dude, like it. Either, I got but... I got nude bar for twelve bucks. I will take a twelve dollar nude bar for a whole season over a, an eleven dollar price harper. When you say nude bar, when you say nude bar, it sounds like you're saying nude bar. Nude bar. <laughs> I got the nude bar, dude. Nude. Just you a can, random. He's, the, beach ki- he's the king of Japan. He is the king of Japan right now. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, Bryce Harper. He's hitting from a tee. I think it's the first time we've seen it since he was in Sports Illustrated at the age of five. Uh, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bryce Harper working his way back. Maybe he'll get back sooner. I don't know. We'll see. Joe Musgrove is already throwing, guys. I think that's some good news from Mr. Musgrove, but he's already throwing on flat ground. Um, he may be back sooner. In a chair. And talking about talking about good value, I think that might have been one of the better values of the draft. And that was all me. 
<laughs> we'll talk about it. Uh, but Joe Musgrove throwing, what do you guys think? You in on Mus- Are you, you more in on Musgrove now that you know he's already throwing again? Yeah. Raymond? Yeah, I think I think so. Um, yeah, I was, I was never really, for some reason, I just never end up with Joe Musgrove. Like the last two years, he's been a guy I've liked and I've literally never owned him. And we've done 10 mocks. I've done 10 mocks slash like leagues. We're actually playing out and I still don't own Joe Musgrove, even with the discount. So yeah, no, I mean, that's encouraging for sure. If you've done a draft in the last two weeks and you did get a discount, it seems like that's already paying off. So yeah, that's good news. This is this is the thing. Musgrove can be a little streaky as a pitcher. So he can go he's gone through through series of being a top ten ish pitcher. Like last year people were drop were drafting him like as like a top ten starter. And so he's gone through those streaks of being a top ten guy, and then he'll be your number four starter in a twelve team league. So he can be I, I, I would not draft him as an ace, but I see him as no, like a fluctuating number two. Number, no, he's a number, number two to a number four, like fluctuating. He like goes from like being yeah. a number two to a number three to a number four, and then like back and forth because he's kind of streaky like that. Was it last year he or two years ago where down. he was like he was like a top five starter in baseball for most of the first half? That no, last year people were drafting him out because he had a he had a killer twenty twenty season, and so last year back. people were draft people were drafting him as a uh, top ten. At the beginning of the year, we lost. We lost Gaby. He's got to get back on here. All right, let's get to the next guy, Jacob Degrom. Ready to start? There he is. There's Gabe. Uh, Jacob Degrom is ready to start. He's been throwing. So, uh, word on the street is Degrom will be ready to go for opening day. So, no worries with Degrom. Are you guys worried about Degrom? Besides, regardless, no worries. <laughs> Besides all the normal worries about Degrom. Indeed. So I'm more encouraged by Joe Musgrove throwing than I am Degrom. You know, having a positive injury update. I just wish we could <laughs> get to a place in the world where like Degrom was a fifth round pick, and I would be all about it. But he's like going at the two three turn and not paying that price. Yeah, he should he just... because he's he's so good for start. I think we talked about it. Uh, I heard someone talked about it on one of the. Uh, one of the OPL podcasts we talked OPL about. OPL podcast, yeah. I mean, like, he's yeah. essentially a closer. Like, you get 80 innings out of him. He's a top-tier closer. That's the workload you get. Well, this is what we talked about. In Anu last year, he ended up as a top-20 starter, and he only pitched, like, 60 innings. And he was still top – in points, he was still a top-20 starter, even though he only pitched, like, 60-whatever innings. Did you hear Scott talking about uh, that he just needs to, like – Stop throwing as hard as he possibly can, because he doesn't need to throw that hard to be that he good. Got, he got the contract now. He doesn't need to. Yeah, exactly. He, he already has the contract, so why? But, you know, I don't know. Some people, they just are gamers. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, there's no imagine, there's no Imagine, imagine you, someone told you, Raymond, to go tell Mac, Max Scherzer to stop throwing so hard. Would you do that? Well, no, I'm, I don't think someone should tell Max Scherzer to stop throwing so hard, because he can stay healthy. <laughs> Yeah, like if yeah, Max Scherzer he, was throwing, he would, 60 he would destroy you. <laughs> yep, he would yeah. rip you in half if you told him that. <laughs> he would also know I was right. I don't know. What do you think, Gabe? You're just are are you 
in it all on Degrom, or are you just completely out on him? I know we you're more of like a wait on the starters type guy, I think. But yeah, dude, I can't imagine a, a scenario where I take a starting pitcher. I just think those guys can be developed later. You know, there's guys that are going to come on the waiver wire. I like paying for hitting, and then you know, bargaining or budgeting pitching. Degrom yeah. doesn't fit my model, mm-hmm. dude. I will never own Jacob Degrom. It just and, I, and I'm not and maybe I'm probably wrong, you know, because he's a league winner if he's healthy. But man, I just I'm not I don't have the taste for that level of risk. And there's a whole you know group of guys I avoid because of that reason. And Degrom is the poster boy. He's going 26th overall. He should. He should go higher. He should yeah, go higher. I hear what you're saying, Tim, but that's gonna wreck a lot of guys' seasons too. That way of thinking. <laughs> maybe it depends. It, it all depends on the league type. If you have ILs, then it really helps. Like. It's a lot better if you have an IL. TGFBI is one thing, no IL. I will but say, if you, have, if you have an IL, it's completely different. I will say, the shallower the league, the more likely I would be to take a risk on a guy like that. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way I'd draft him in a 15 team league, 12 team league, maybe 12 team points league. Okay, yeah, you could talk me into it. You can backfill any- those innings a lot easier that way from the waivers. And then if yeah. you can still IL him, then who cares? He gets hurt. Uh, Tony Gonsolin, another pitcher, might not be ready for opening day. And I'm wondering if Gonsolin is not ready for opening day, does that mean we're going to see Pepio in the rotation? Does that mean we're going to see maybe Bobby Miller, Gavin Stone? I would love to see Gavin Stone. I don't know. I I would love to see Gavin Stone. There was a quote about this I saw on Twitter. Um, Somebody asked Dave Roberts who – who's fighting for that fifth starter spot. And the first person was Pepio, but I don't remember who the second one was. Let me find it. Pepio's already on the 40. He's already, he's already been up. So the thing is, he's already costing the Dodgers money. So he makes more sense than Stone or Miller at this point. Though Stone, I think, is going to be way better than Pepio. I don't even think it's to be close. Michael Grove is the other one, according to this oh, tweet. Michael Grove... Uh, he should be – that's Ross Stripling 2.0 for the Dodgers there, Michael Grove. See, they're so – they just don't want to – they're not going to start the clock on Stone until he gets past Super 2 status, I think. If this was past Super 2, they'd probably get him. Jack um, Harris on Twitter. Jack, just to give – Who is that? The guy who tweeted this. I'm giving him credit. Oh, okay. What's up, Jack? <laughs> What's up, Jack Harris? Follow Catcher Streamer on Twitter. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Rays. Funny enough, we were talking about this last time, Mervis versus, Me- uh, versus Curtis Mead, and it came out right after that the Rays and Curtis Mead are talking contract extension, which is the best news for any rookie. If you're a rookie and you get a contract extension, then that means you're going to probably break camp. So I love this as someone who drafted Curtis Mead in the 30th round of TGFBI. What do you guys think? I'm glad you said that because I was going to say the only reason you love this is because you were right about your like final pick in TGFBI. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, this is exciting. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like it takes all the BS out of the rookie game and it just allows a team to put the best players on the field. And you hate to, you hate to see that be the reason why they get called up, but no, you want, for fantasy, it'd be fun. I think it's a total raise move too. That's what the Rays should be doing. 
They should Who's be extending. The, uh, they should be extending their younger guys like that, and then just like playing them. That's what they did with Wander. Why not do it with their other top prospects? Somebody, somebody signed one of their top prospects to like an eight for eighty deal, and he's just been so terrible. I want to say the Mariners a few years ago. Evan, Does that ring a bell? Uh, you're talking about uh, the first baseman, uh, Evan Carter. No, Evan Carter's the center fielder for the Rangers that we were just talking yeah, about. We just we were it's just Evan. It's another Evan, I think. Evan something. But yeah, he's a bust. There's John Singletary too. The Astros oh, signed yeah. John Singletary, and that I remember that bust. One. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, you see, he's so bad we can't even remember his name. Evan White. Evan, Evan White. White. I think. Yeah, I just I just yeah. googled it. Yeah, yeah. But he got paid, um, so good for him. Yeah, yeah. He made money. Nice. He's so good in the minors. He got a contract. Oh, you can't hate that. There's also Scott Kingery. That's another one. Uh, of recent. <laughs> Hashtag also, players. I can't quit. Scott yeah. <laughs> Austin Martin uh, apparently has a UCL issue, so that sucks. Where is he now? He's on the Twins, I think. Austin Martin, he went from the Blue Jays to the Twins. Yes, I don't even know who that is. He was a first round. He was like the number two or three pick a couple of years Top ago. Five guy. Yeah, yeah. I think he's on the Twins now, but uh, yeah, he is. He's, he's got a UCL issue apparently. I don't know if they're going to shut him down from throwing or what, but um, yeah, he's shut down. Not good. Twin, twins and prospects have bad luck with injuries, right? Like Royce Lewis, now Austin Martin. There's Alex Kirilov. Like even Larnick is hurt. Like none of these twins hitters hitting. Alex, Ki- did you say Kirilov? Yeah, nice. Kirilov. Uh, Paddock. They traded for Paddock, and then he got Tommy John. So <laughs> there's not a whole lot about his profile anyway that I like, even if he's healthy. I don't know what he projects as a high on base guy. I guess. It's not like yeah. he really stolen bases, I guess. He gets some steals. This is what he reminds me of. Jonathan India. Dad, I think, I don't know, less average, more steals than power. India? Yeah. 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 I mean, this guy's got no power. He had two I think he might be year. closer to, like, D. Gordon. Mm, he doesn't have that kind of speed. He stole 34 bases steals. in 90 games. I stole 34 bases in AAA last year. He was in double A. <laughs> double A. Yeah. Even yeah, I'm out on this guy. This is like a deep, 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 deep thing. Yeah. No, I, of, no Austin Martin and not new for Gabe. All nope. I can think no. of is the, is the freaking car. <laughs> Aston Martins. Yeah. Yeah. That's all his parents can think about too, apparently. Come in. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, spring training stats. Homers. Brendan Donovan is now leading – all of the minor league or all of spring training and home runs. He's tied with Kalenic and Edmundo Sosa with four home runs. The swing change is for real. And Raymond, you got a friggin' steal last night. And you jacked <laughs> me, dude. I swear to God, I was writing down Gunnar Henderson on my chart of my team. And then I looked up and there's like one second left. And I was like, no, I like, didn't have time to reach the button. Like, oh, it's like two. Like, <laughs> you jacked him, dude. You, you picked the exact right time to nominate him to get him for that. Chance. I was act, I was acting in the chat like I did that on purpose, and I one thousand percent did not. Like it just that was just perfect happenstance. <laughs> I would have. I was gonna go two for sure for Donovan, but just based on position flexibility alone, like yeah. it would have been worth it. Uh, but yeah, and, and Muno Sosa, Brandon Donovan, and Jared Klenick all have four homers, uh, three homers. Right now, we've got Michael Massey, who we talked about for a good while with uh, Pete the other night. And I guess that podcast is going to come out tomorrow. Uh, well, tomorrow, today, but it's going to be 
that podcast will come out before this podcast. Super confusing because we're recording so many podcasts this week. Uh, but <laughs> listen to the one, listen to OPL podcast with Pete. You'll hear some about Michael Massey. Uh, Jonathan Miranda, who we talked about with Chris Blessing on that OPL podcast. So if yeah, you, you want to get if you want to get super hyped on Miranda, yeah, that podcast is money. By the way, if if yes. you if you want very good and detailed insight on a select few prospects, listen to that podcast. You will be super hyped on like five or six guys that you may not have been so hyped on if you listen to that. I, I mentioned this in that podcast that like. I have the option to keep him in one of our dynasty leagues. I still don't know which one it is. And he, he made me think about it. Yeah. I would, you should, are you still considering it? Yeah. I need to find out which league it is first, which I'll do right now. Also, Michael Conforto is mashing right now. He's hitting like 500 or something in spring training with three homers. He is obliterating baseballs. So he's got all that power. He he's got all that power stored up from all those swings he didn't take the last two years. Yeah, now he's gonna have du- he's gonna have the double power. It's like uh, it's like wh- you know you know in a baseball video game when you have to like hold B, you like have to hold the button for the most power. He just did that for an entire year. So when's the last time you played a baseball like eight hundred? <laughs> I don't know. OTP is a simulator. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> outside speed. the park, I know what I know yeah. what OTP is. Yeah, yeah, it's simulation, so you don't even play it. But you don't even <laughs> you don't even hit it. Uh, speed. Will Benson five steals. Reds outfielder. Keep on your radar as a steals type guy. Keep him on your radar. Um, we already talked about Matt McLean last time. That's a typo that I accidentally kept in there. Dealing. Raymond, you got to talk about your boy. Matthew Boyd is just straight dealing right now in spring. Tell us some about Matthew Boyd, Mr. Tiger. Yeah, I, I saw that he's like he has he had 11 Ks and one walk through I don't know his first two or three starts or appearances or whatever. Um, he's always been pretty decent at limiting hard contact, and I'd say he was above average at missing bats. He wasn't like a 13 K per nine guy by any means, but I remember I remember Cliff Lee one time said that. He had one of the best left-handed change-ups he's ever seen. So, like, he's got talent. He's just got to stay healthy. So, Matthew Boyd has 11 strikeouts and one walk in five innings. Hey. What? Five innings. That's nuts. Yeah, what do you, that's... Gabe? You and on Matthew the Boyd? C- Are you going to be a Boyd boy? The Cubs just won nine in a row. So. <laughs> Which is more believable, oh, Tim? Tim. <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't talk about the Tigers beating the Cardinals eighteen to three the other day. Ooh, wow, that's out. Spring, oh, boohoo! Well Goldie, Goldie and our Goldie and Arenado are too busy beating up the I'm Angels. I'm gonna recommend you to just not even tune in this season. It's gonna be so bad for the Cardinals. Yeah, Goldie, Goldie and Arenado are too busy beating up the Angels right now. I don't know if you saw <laughs> Arenado's grand slam against uh, Tyler Anderson the other day, but yeah, be pretty rough here. All, all told, yeah, we should. But we should make the a way, segment of this podcast where we just ignorantly talk smack to each other because two yeah, of our about, two about of our, our favorite teams. teams are just so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Mason Mason Win is a guy. I really think, by the way. We should consider picking him up in our. Hopefully, nobody listens to this. Everyone's going to listen to it. I really cons- think we should consider picking him up in our odd new league. Mason Wynn is a is a is a stud. Um, 
Anyway, uh, Garrett Cole also dealing. Garrett Cole so far this spring. Here are his numbers. Six and a third innings pitched, zero walks, 11 Ks. That's not money. surprising at all. Yeah, yeah money, 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 money. I buy that. Uh, here's, here's an interesting one. Adam Oler, who was competing for the fifth spot in the A's rotation, nine and two-thirds With- innings against Waldachuk and Moeller and all those guys, nine and two-thirds innings, 14 Ks and four walks, 186 ERA. So Oler right now may be winning that fifth spot, and Waldachuk, Moeller, and Sears, all the guys that people are actually interested in, maybe duds. So Oler may be the guy that people should be buying rather than those those peeps. Got anything on Oler? No, I have more thoughts about the rest of that ace rotation. Like, why are those guys competing for the five spot? They should be like three, four, and five. Because the A's want <laughs> to trade all the other guys on that rotation. They're yeah, trying to build them up. To I know the game. I yeah. know the game. Yeah. That's what they do. The A's don't they don't promote anyone until they're 25 and then they uh, just keep trading them. Uh, another, another tiger dude, Erod. Erod is also dealing in this spring. Erod I has was... eight and eight and a third innings. He has 10 Ks, one walk and zero ERA. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was one pick away from taking him in the reserve rounds last night and everyone was so in on him his first year in Detroit because his like his metrics supported that he should have been way better than he was in his final year in Boston. And then like, he just had the ultimate terrible year. He got hurt. And then he just had, I don't remember the exact circumstances, but his wife like cheated on him. He Did cheated he on disappear? her. Like they I had like a MIA terrible, for months. yeah, they had like a, a ter- like a filthy, terrible divorce. Like, I don't know if they have kids, but like, yeah, he went off the grid for like a whole month no and the Tigers just couldn't get a hold of him. So Isn't that like, why he left though? Because he went to, he yeah. was like taking care of the yeah. kids. I mean, he he's like, go, I like, think he yeah. went to go take care of the kids. How many fans are yeah. for that? Yeah. The, the Tigers uh, were a disaster last year. Between Meadows and Erod, it's like they yeah, trade for these guys. Stop right there. They yeah. trade for these guys. Like Erod just disappears because his wife is cheating on him or whatever. And then Meadows is like I is like committing himself to a mental asylum or whatever he did. Like, <laughs> no, dude, he had fucking on, vertigo. Dude. Sorry, I just swore he had vertigo. <laughs> it's like, okay, he we're leaving. Stand, he I'm couldn't stand up straight without tipping over. <laughs> like, that's kind of makes <laughs> it hard to play baseball. What was he doing? Flying in his spare time? Isn't that how you get vertigo by like flying in, over an ocean and you get no, mixed I, up between I, the ocean and the sky? I'm not. Definitely not. Yes, that's the only way to get it. (laughs) I was just going to say, like, I think there's just like, (laughs) you could just have like overpressure sinuses or something. (laughs) He must be a pilot. (laughs) Yeah, but he's got to be a pilot. He's got to stop hanging out with the Roy Halliday's ghost, dude. (laughs) Jesus Uh, Christ. (laughs) All right. Let's take the gloves uh, off now. <laughs> Max Freed also dealing. So Max Freed, zero ERA. Hey, Max Freed in five innings has nine Ks and two walks with a zero ERA. So Max Freed dealing. And last starter, Reed Detmers. I think we've mentioned Detmers already Detmers. before, but he he it doesn't matter. The dealing, the dealing of the baseballs continues for Reed Detmers. 
So keep Reed Detmers high on your list of those like back end type, like number five, six starter guys. Raymond, why don't you tell Tim. us about TGFBI? Yeah, so since we recorded last, I've made two, four, six, eight picks starting in round 21. And this is about the time Brett Beatty hit those two home runs in spring, one of which I think was off a lefty. And then I had no idea he was even still available, so I grabbed him. And then I needed a second catcher, so I took Christian Betancourt because even though he hasn't played baseball in five years somehow at the major league level, he he had like 10 homers and eight steals last year in like 100 games or something. Korean steroids will do that. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what that is, but I needed a second catcher. I really wanted to take uh, Mitch Garver, but he went a few picks before this. Um, And then I took a friend of the podcast, Andrew McCutcheon, with my 23rd pick to shore up my fifth outfielder spot. Andrew, you're invited on. Yeah. I said friend of the podcast. You have to be on the podcast to be a friend of the podcast. (laughs) No, no. Andrew, Andrew, you're invited. We want you. (laughs) Come on, Uh, Cutch. Then I took Bryce Turang, AJ Minter, uh, Brian Bellow during one of our OPL podcasts. Hopefully he's healthy. He's supposed to throw a bullpen tomorrow to live. You got hitters. good. Va- you got good value on him though. I took him too. And his Bayo, come on, Ather Ather get get that es- Espanol going. His Bayo, uh, Bayo, two L's. I'll start. But any any who, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Mister Klenick. <laughs> any any who, uh, you got good value on him because you picked him in what I, I knew you were, I knew you were going to say that. So you, what, what round did you get him in 26 or 27? Cause I got him in the 20th 26. before his. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you got very good value. I'm impressed. By that. And then Christian and Carnation strand in the 27th. And then uh, I was kind of looking around. Dude. Blessing was just destroying him on our podcast and you still picked him. Yeah. But then the Welsh was talking him up. So I took him. Yeah. But, but blessing, blessing, <laughs> said that he cannot hit the broadside of a born. He's basically <laughs> Joey Gallo. Yeah, except he's healthy and Joey Gallo's not. Yeah. <laughs> but um, also, you know, Great American Ballpark. But then my last pick, I picked Robert Suarez because I was looking around at, there's obviously no closers left, and I was just thinking of, like, A.J. Minter, like, closer handcuffs, for lack of a better term, and I do think that uh, Josh Hader is going to bounce back this year. But if he doesn't, I think Robert Suarez would be up next for saves for the Padres. So that was my last pick. Are you rostering four relievers right now? Yes. Mm, that may be a yeah. lot. I, bet, I think you're going to end up dropping one. How many starters do you have? Six. Ooh. You only Seven. have six starters right now? I don't know. You're Bro, supposed you to need... tell me these things. No, I well, I sent I sent you my depth chart so that you could kind of mimic it, my roster positions. But you you should have you should probably have at least nine starters. Three, <laughs> Three, I told five, dude, I, six. I dude, I told you I go seven two seven starters two relievers seven starters two relievers. I, I only go six three if I if I'm like really falling behind on saves or ratios or something, but I try to go seven two. I think that's what leads to 
the best success in Roto because you need inning, you, you need wins, you need K's. Uh, ERA and WHIP are more skewed by innings, so yeah, starters are going to do that. Um, I don't know. I think I like seven two, but I I always want to carry three relievers at least. Sure. But I don't know if I want to go four. Um, but hey, you do you. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, my starting rotation isn't anything to write home about anyway. So I was kind of thinking like rather than taking a crappy starter, I'll take a a guy with higher ratios. But yeah, you know, I do I wonder. Take, I do wonder. Aspect or something. Well, never mind. I was gonna say I wonder if England's ever tried to go like super reliever heavy with like five relievers just to skew the ratios toward the relievers. The strategy. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, you would fall so far behind on Ks that if Wins. you finish twelfth in Ks, then it's gonna completely destroy you. You could you could finish first and everything else, and if you're twelfth in Ks, then you still might lose the league at that point. So I don't know. Hmm. Yep. Just just something to think about. So uh, the CBS League, I guess since you just gave your TGFBI team, which by the way, um, I do like, I like your hitting a lot. I just don't know about your, I think, I think you need another, I need, you need your last pick. You need to go starter. Just to, you need yeah. more starters. You just I'll need probably double tap pitcher here. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should. Um, so my I'm team. Up next. Oh, maybe we'll make a live pick. This, this pot or the next, because we're doing back to backs tonight. <laughs> so, um, I'll read about my team first. You guys were making fun of it a little bit. <laughs> Look, I actually love this team. By the way, I love my hitting on this team. Like, this is I, – I love it. So, uh, I'll read off my depth chart. I have a spreadsheet where I made a depth chart. And I will admit, and since we're already cussing uh, on this podcast – You're just going to throw the that. explicit tag on this one? I'm, I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to admit I fucked up at the beginning of the draft. Hard. Hard, uh, so hard, and then I so defended hard. you in the chat, and then you so just came hard. right back. No, <laughs> no, no, think I said no, no. So, so this got this was this was triple fucked. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So, to to be hundred tra- percent transparent, I own a business, and I had an employee quit and then commit corporate espionage last night because he quit and then is going to my number one rival in my business. And was literally at my office at midnight last night, like stealing information. So I was going through a lot last night as we were drafting. <laughs> and I was on the phone with my lawyer, like literally when this draft started. I'm like, I have not, I had not eaten yet because I was dealing with this. And I was eating and on the phone with my lawyer at the same time that I started the draft. So I had a lot going on. Um, but my first pick in the draft was Jacob DeGrom for 31, which I'm super cool with. Uh, even though 31 ended up being kind of high for starters. DeGrom is going to be the best starter printing pitch in this league, and it's an IL league, so I don't really care. I'll take DeGrom for 31. My next pick was Carlos Rodon, and this got messed up for multiple reasons. Number one, I did not know that Rodon was injured because Raymond did text earlier in the day to Gabe and I and told us that Rodon was hurt, but I was dealing with this, so I didn't really see it. And so, number one, he was hurt. Number two, I got jumped at the same time. So like, I think, I think he was like 16 bucks and I pressed the plus one button and somebody jumped him to like 25, right? When I pressed the plus one button, then I ended up getting it for 26. 
And if he was not hurt, I would have actually been cool with that value because I think Rodon is still probably a top 10, 10-ish starter when he's healthy, but he's hurt. So this kind of haunted my entire draft. And I actually messed with Raymond later in the draft because later in the draft, Raymond was expecting me to bid up Vargas, and then I didn't because I had, like, no money from this Rodon thing. <laughs> so, like, Raymond's like, what the hell? You always go up to on Vargas. And I was like, I could not do it because this Rodon thing just, like, completely changed the strategy in this league. So I'm going to start with that. But I re- now I'm going to read my team off because I really love the team with the exception of the Rodon pick. I love the whole rest of the team. Uh, my catchers are Nick Fortes for $1 and Mike Zunino, who I got in the reserves for free. And I'm cool with that because I got Bo Naylor also for $1. So my goal here is I think Fortes is really good if he gets the opportunity from the Marlins. So we'll see what happens. If the Marlins aren't playing him, then he's going to be dropped and I'll pick up another catcher. Boo-hoo, big deal. Uh, catcher streamer, right, Gabe? Right, Gabe? Heck yeah. Gabe. Heck yeah. What catcher oh, am I gonna get? Uh oh. Sleeping and eating jelly beans. What pit was who's we're gonna switch? Who's the best pitcher available? Let's do a live a live chat on Raven's pick right now. Um I want to say Aaron Ashby, but that can't possibly be true. Ashby didn't <coughs> even go on my TGFBI. Uh we got Adam Wainwright, Josiah Gray, Jose Quintana, Frankie Dude, Montas. Josiah Gray and Wainwright are studs. Yeah, Mike uh, Nick Pavetta, Cody Morris, Trevor Bauer, Cole Irvin, Turnbull, Scooble. Is, is Fott there? DL Hall. No, I'm pretty sure he went. Fott's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Pick DL it's, Hall if you want another closer. I don't want another closer. <laughs> Not joking. No, go Wainwright. You need it. You need it. You need a starter. You need a you need a starter who's going to give you innings. And Ian Anderson. Wainwright's going to get innings and he's going to get wins. Kyle Gibson. In, Ian Anderson sucks. No, go Wayno. In that, in that mass. Oh, Johnny Cueto, actually. No, Wayno's better. I was looking at. Wayno's better. Cueto's on the Marlins. Cueto on the way back. Cueto's on the Marlins. Get Wayno. Get the wins. Get the innings. Got him. Got him. Yeah, there you go. Dude, Sam nice. Frelick is still sitting out there. Like, Get him with your next might... pick. I think I got him on the 29th of mine. My problem is I want all the hitters. Yeah. Hitters, good. This is the thing about outfield. Uh, you and I've I've been doing this all year. So here's here's a golden nugget: get three really good outfielders, and then just wait until the end of the draft on your other outfielders. Because I feel Pretty like much what the, we did. I feel like I feel like it's this. There's a, there's like thirty good, like super good, reliable outfielders, and then there's but after that thirty, it's just a glob of a million guys, and they're all the mm-hmm. same. So you, you get your top three, and then just get a couple of, like, back-end guys, and you can get a lot of value. So we'll get to my team again because that's what I did Sorry. in this draft. Go ahead. Yeah. So Fortes for a dollar, Zunino free, Naylor for a dollar. So when Zunino gets replaced by Naylor, I have my replacement there. And I think Naylor is going to be a stud, so I'm not worried about that. The Fortes thing is just he needs playing time. If he doesn't get playing time, then I'll have to catch your streamer 69 in. Right, Gabe? Come in. <laughs> first base Paul Goldschmidt for $31 which in this draft I think was a steal uh, Freeman went for like 38 uh, Arenado went for more than for more than Goldie and Goldie's better so uh, I'll take Goldie NL MVP for 31 bucks all day considering some of the other values that were in this draft 
Second base, I got Jake Cronenworth for $3. You guys know I love Cronenworth. And for 3 bucks as my starting second baseman, that's awesome. I was trying to get Andre Semenes for second base because I wanted so steals. I. Yeah, I, I wanted the steals, but then someone – I went really high on him too. I went to like 14 or something on him, and I got jacked on him still. Um, but I was trying to get Jimenez, and then I didn't. Tim, so would you say that he's, he's Cronin worth $3? For sure. He's worth three, three Cronins. If that's a, I, I feel like that's like a German currency at one point in time in the history of the world. Um, shortstop. Francisco Lindor for $25 is kind of an accident. Actually, I was bidding against Frank on Lindor, and they were like talking about it live. Um, and I was trying to consider what I wanted to do with that money. I knew at the time I was bidding on Lindor that I wanted to keep enough money for Gunnar Henderson because Gunnar Henderson at that time was my primary target. I wanted Jazz. I was trying to get Jazz and Gunnar, but Jazz went for way too high. Jazz went for like 30 bucks, and I could not afford that. After the Rodon mistake, <laughs> yeah, what I'm gonna call it. So I cannot afford Jazz for thirty bucks because Rodon was a gigantic mistake. But uh, Lindor, I think he may not have the upside of Jazz, but I think he's way more guaranteed. So what do you guys think about Lind- Lindor for twenty five or Jazz for thirty? Who are you taking, Raymond Bueller? Bueller, say it Dave. again, Tim. Go say say the question again. Would you rather have Lindor for twenty five bucks? <laughs> Lindor for twenty five bucks or Jazz for thirty? Uh, Jazz Lindor for, for twenty five. Uh, mm, I think I'm taking Lindor for twenty five over Jazz for thirty, and I, I love Jazz. It, I mean, it's all league specific, right? Because um, it depends on how much money you have there. You couldn't afford thirty dollars on Jazz. I spent fifty dollars on Acuna, which We'll get to, but I couldn't afford $30 on Jazz either. Yeah, exactly. Middle infield, I got Ezekiel Tofar for 6 bucks, which I think was a huge steal there. And I love that. Like, literally, Tovar is my middle infielder. Last year in this league, I had Luis Urias as my middle infielder all year. I will take Tovar over Urias in a heartbeat. And in the reserves, this was a steal. I think everyone forgot he was there. And Scott White, not Scott White's the only one who saw him. Uh, but I got Brandon Drury in the reserves as my middle infielder, and he plays like four positions. So yeah, I love good. I love Brandon You're Drury there the as only, my backup. You, I you saw, saw that too. I just I just couldn't. I had too many infielders. He he's my backup at all my middle infield positions. So Brandon Drury, I love that. Uh, Gunnar Henderson was my third baseman for nineteen bucks. So my infield is Goldie, Cronenworth, Lindor, Tovar at middle infield. Henderson for 19 bucks, And then my corner infielder is Josh Young, who I got for $1. Dude, I love I love your hitting and your depth. I just – the top end of your starting pitching. That's why I was like, oh, I see you're just going to mail it in on starting pitching because you went no, to Grom and Rodon. It's because Rodon – look, if I if I didn't get Rodon and I had, like, anyone else, call, call it – and I, I, I was telling Raymond because Raymond got Beaver for, like, $22. I was like, oh. I was like, <laughs> if I, if, imagine – just imagine Rodon is not there and I had Beaver for $22. And this team would be fun. And then $4, this you could this spend would be the best somebody team. else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I got Josh Young for a dollar, and, ba- and my backup corner infielder is Josh Naylor. A really good backup, Josh Naylor, yeah. right? Like, that's a really good backup. Yeah, uh, outfield, yeah, outfield, I've got Juan Soto for 45 bucks, which I think Soto's going to really bounce back this year um, with 
when Tatis comes back, like he's going to be right in the middle of that. I love that. And he's stealing this spring too. I got uh, Lars Newbar for 12, Tyler O'Neill for 14. And then I, for my outfield, I had Jock Peterson. I got as a reserve. So I got him for free basically. And then I have Astori Ruiz for a dollar because I felt like I needed some steals. So I just have him. He's probably going to be my bench guy. But I got him as just like a seal source that I can, if I'm like falling behind the seals, I'll just pop him in there. And then I have Sal Frelick for a buck. And it looks like with the Garrett Mitchell injury, which we actually failed to talk about, uh, Frelick should get a starting spot out of camp, I think. And uh, I think he's going to be Stephen Kwan of this year. And then I also have Trent Grisham for a dollar at Util. So that's my hitting. I, I love the only thing that, that sucks about my hitting is my catchers. And I think I can manage that because I've got Bo Naylor who's good and I can just, just hopefully focus his plays and I'll just, yeah, I'll just catch your Just stream it, dude. Gabe, that should be your analysis. No, he got drafted. That should be uh, your analysis on like every time we talk about catcher. Just like stream it, dude. Heck yeah, dude. Tucker Barnhart's out there somewhere, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Tucker Barnhart. All right, Gabe. So talk about my offense, and then I'll let Raymond chime in because he was drafting with me, and he, he kind of knows. Like, I feel like I had a really shitty start to this draft, and then the back end of my draft was really strong. That's kind of like how I feel about this team. Dude, I love your offense. I know you do, too. You got all your – you got your guys. You got Gunnar Henderson. You got Newt Barr. Uh, you got Tyler O'Neill. You, I mean, you definitely – what, you know, Cronworth, I, you got all the guys that you love on offense, and I love your your heavy hitters in, you know, Juan Soto and Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, and honestly, dude, like, for as much grief as you deserve to get for the number one and number two picks of your draft, uh, dude, you're, you really made up for it in depth in the starting pitching role. Uh, you know, you got guys like Grayson, and, and we were talking about Jeffrey Springs, dude. That's, 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 yeah, we'll talk about uh, the starters know, in a. Th- we'll talk about the starters in a th- second. But Raymond, oh, what do you th- what do you think about? Yeah, no, it's cool. What do you think about the hitting though, Raymond? I think, I think you're a little light on power. That would be my biggest critique. And then obviously, catcher, you need to figure out. Um, I think part but, of that depends on how Soto plays, though. If Soto goes back to Soto, I was just gonna. Then I'm not I really was just concerned. gonna say that I'm just not convinced that he's. A 30 homer hitter, a 25 homer hitter. I don't know. We'll see. Like, this is a pretty big year for him in terms of being a first round pick because if he's just this OBP standout who hits a ton of doubles, he might be a first round pick in points. But in Roto, those walks don't count for hits and those doubles aren't home runs. But I'm a little down on him, I guess. So that is probably a big difference between us. But no, I was going to say, you're probably pretty happy this isn't a, a head-to-head like matchups week be, or weekly league because if the Cardinals had four games in a week, you'd just be taking an L. This isn't the most Cardinals I've had in, on a team. In yeah, I know. It's just a chunk. Like, and it, it, it's only three even. I usually just don't get that many Cardinals. Usually I'm like all new bar and that's it. But uh, I love Goldie, man. And Goldie for 31 bucks is just a steal in this league. Like Goldie's an ad. He won an MVP for a reason. I was all I in on him last year. And we should say, too, this league has five IL spots and trades are allowed. So it's not draft and yeah. hold, and it's not like TGFBI, and you just have to roster a bunch of hurt players on your bench. So I've already been offered a trade in this league, actually. That's hilarious. I made a trade with Scott in this league on draft day last year, but um, 
No, I think you have. You're going to have enough speed to trade from. I think at some point in the season. So, if you are chasing power, you'll be able to trade some steals for for it. I would assume. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and the the thing too is, I still have Nay- Naylor's power on the bench. Young is power Drury, corner infield. We, we think yeah, Drury's Dr- going to take a, a step back into hitting for power in LA. So yeah. Yeah. So I, my bench, I think my bench is awesome. And I've got Jock on the bench too, like Jock's power. So uh, let's talk about the, the pitching. So my pitching, obviously we talked about DeGrom and Rodon. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really cool with DeGrom. I'm fine with that in this league because we have an IL. Uh, Rodon is a mess. I was, so basically I was trying to price and force with him too. By plus one, I got jump bid. It's just a complete disaster with the Rodon pick. Um, but after that, Grayson Rodriguez for eight. You guys know I love Grayson. Jeffrey Springs for eight. We, we talked about Jeffrey Springs on the last pod. And really, you guys, I moved Springs up in my rankings because of that talk. And that's what made me jump for him here for eight bucks. Joe Musgrove for seven is a complete yeah, that's Yeah, dude, everyone was applauding you for that in the draft. And had yeah. I not spent like $88 on starters at that point, I would have been in on that. Yeah, that, that's a steal, especially if he's already throwing. Uh, Andrew Haney for a dollar. I really like Haney. He's going to get hurt, so that's fine. I'll just I yell him and add someone else. But he's he was so good last year when he was pitching. And then Brady Singer for a dollar. We've talked about Singer on this podcast. Ow. Ow. And Singer's, Singer's second half was ridiculous. So That's probably the pick of this draft, of your team it, at least, Tim. It, it, well, the thing is, if this – if DeGrom and Rodon are both healthy for any stretch. This rotation of DeGrom, Rodon, G-Rod, Springs, Musgrove, Haney, and Singer is really strong, in my opinion. Um, I picked Andrew Painter for $2. Scott White threw him out there for a dollar, hoping to get him. And this was before, obviously, the UCL injury news. And I just threw a buck on him because I'm like, whatever, let me try. And like, it's worth, it's worth 2 bucks for me to see what we got here in Painter. It's just kind of like, it's like when you're playing poker and like someone puts a little bit of money and you're like, F it, like, let's just see what cards you have. That's kind of like what I did. <laughs> so like, I I got Painter. He's going to be hurt. He probably won't play till the All-Star break. I'll just IL him. Hopefully I don't have so many injuries that I maxed out my, L, I, my IL spots because then I may have to drop him. Uh, I got Brandon Fott for free in the reserves, which I love because uh, a lot of talk right now is that he actually may be the starter to get that five spot instead of Ryan Nelson and Dre Jameson. And a lot of people think he's going to get 150 innings in the bigs this year. And he was a beast. So Brandon Fodd I got for free. And Steven Matz I got for free. That's just kind of a wild card for me that I think Matz, he was really good last year when he played, but he kept getting hurt. So if Matz actually plays with the Cardinals defense in there, um, I'll take him as a seventh starter. No problem. Then my relievers, I paid 15 bucks for Felix Bautista just because I saw how high the relievers were going, like Diaz and Classe. Like, all these relievers just keep going for so much money. So I said, let me get one stud. So I got Bautista for 15 bucks, And then I took the uh, Daniel Hudson for free, um, just hoping that he takes over for Raymond Evan Phillips at some point as the closer. What do you guys think so about I, the I think – you just have like you just have such a high variant staff. Like if Painter's hurt hurt and Fott doesn't come up until July, 
DeGrom has a bad DeGrom year. Radon's actually hurt. Like, you'll be behind the eight ball and starting all year, even if Springs and Singer and G-Rod have good years. But Maybe. Yeah, I mean, La- maybe. You're right. You know, and, last year in this league, I picked up Tristan McKenzie on yeah. free, as a free agent. <clears throat> And that's so, one of the that's one of the reasons I'm fading. Teams. Yeah, I'm fading pitching so hard early in drafts is because it's the hardest to predict and it's the easiest to replace in season. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just because this is what it looks like today doesn't mean this is what it's going to look like at the end of the year. So no, I think the way your draft started, I think you did a a plus job of turning it around, like. <laughs> You do this thing. Have you done it a couple of times? Where you're like, dude, I hate my team. And then by the time it's over, you're like, I really like my team. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, this one was a bit extreme in terms of like how bad it actually started. But no, you. I think you you pulled it out of the the tailspin for sure. But I'm gonna say it again. I said it 200 times on our uh, new pod. Like, don't use the plus one button. This is what happens. I know. I the thing is, this draft it goes so fast too. I feel like the CBS one is a little bit laggy. Like uh, RJ, yeah, dude, RJ they, White doesn't help either. He's a jump bid king. Yeah, and this, you know, I was I pressed. There's two seconds left on Jordan, and he's at forty bucks. And I pressed plus one on him like three times, and nothing happened. And then Jordan went for forty. I was like, what? I was like, I pressed the button so many times, and I still didn't get. It. I was so mad when I didn't get Jordan. That's before I drafted Soto. So he would have been like my number one guy instead of Soto for five bucks cheaper. Um, I don't know. I'm okay with it. Soto is not injured. So I guess I, I will take the five, you know, spending the five extra bucks for Soto. Even though I think they're pretty much going to be the same type of player at the end of the day. Um, Who's that? So, Soto and Jordan? Yeah. I think value-wise, I think Jordan's going to hit more homers. They're, they should hit both hit for good average. Uh, they're both going to get RBI and runs. Soto should get more runs. I think Soto's going to throw some steals in to make up for the lower homers. So I think they're probably going to be worth, if they're both healthy, I think they're worth, they're about this, you know, close to the same thing. All right. Why don't you tell us about your team, Raymond? Yeah. So I need to go to the draft page and go to the top. I, I can don't start. Have draft prices. I love your catchers. No, I... Oh, you got it. I got it. Yeah, so my catchers, I got – well, this isn't in order. This isn't helpful. I got Sean Murphy for $8. That was one of my favorite picks I had. And then I got Cal Raleigh for $4. And I threw him out there for a dollar. Somebody went to 2 I think it might have been you. And then I went to 4 mm-hmm. because that was pretty much the last, like, multi-dollar player I could have gotten. And I just – I saw what else was left at catcher, and I was like, I'm not playing that game. Like, we just talked about my TGFBI team. I have Cal Raleigh and nobody. So I wanted – and, like, I had planned on spending, like, $14 on catcher. So getting getting Sean Murphy for 8 let me, like, spend that extra couple dollars on Raleigh. So I was totally fine with that. Yeah, Sean um, Murphy – I really wanted Sean Murphy. But I think – I bid against you. It's so funny. I think I feel like every almost every player we were bidding against each other. <laughs> but, but Sean Murphy, I really wanted. And I went to – I think I went to, like – six on and then i was done because with the rodon money i was, it, the rodon thing just messed me up so bad during the draft but I, like you said i, I you know like i did i did the best i could to 
fix it. But um, Sean what? Murphy, like that's a that's a guy I really wanted, and I think that's a good value, eight bucks there. So hypothetically, if Rodon misses all of April and he's just healthy all year, you probably paid a few extra dollars too much, but that wouldn't be the worst case scenario, right? No, I think uh, I've heard a couple people. I think Eno even has said like Rodon is like his number two or number three starter this year. That's insane in Yankee Stadium. That was like before the injury. Yeah, that was like before the injury. But he's been so good the last two years. He's been so good. The thing is he keeps being held down a little bit in rankings because of the injury issues. And then this is why. (laughs) This injury is why. Um, But but also he was pitching in San Francisco, right? That's where he was. Like, yeah, he was in San Francisco, but San Francisco like also the, had an attri- It's a good park, but he, they had the worst defense in baseball last year. Yeah, that's fair. But okay, so then the rest of this team, I got Matt Olson for twenty one dollars. I got him early. That was one of my favorite picks. As a and then I got Eugenio, I got Eugenio Suarez for two dollars. Uh, Miguel Vargas, That's like we talked too. about, for nine dollars. Uh, Bryce Harper for eleven. Should I just do infield or should I just do all hitters? However you want to do it. I, the thing is, like, I made a little spreadsheet for mine. Yeah, you so have you're a spreadsheet. probably just that. looking at your your little thing. Draft. Your yeah, chart of, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I'm doing. All right, so then I got Kutch for $2. Kirloff, hashtag players I can't quit for $2. Ian Happ for $5. Oscar Colas for $4. Brendan Donovan for $1. Chris Taylor for $2. Oswald Peraza for $3. Um, and then in the reserve I love draft, that. I got Taylor, Taylor and Raza. I love those picks. I made a joke after the Taylor pick. Cause I was nomming these guys for $2, which is a strategy I learned in this league last year from Chris Towers. Like if you throw a guy out for a dollar, somebody else can pay $2 for him. If you throw mm-hmm. him out for $2, then somebody else has to pay $3 for him. And that jump from two to $3 is a lot. Yeah, so I was, that's what we were doing. That's out. what we were doing in the, the odd new in the Otnew. slow draft. Yep. Yeah. So I was throwing these guys out at $2 and I was getting, I don't know, 75% of the guys I was doing this with. And I made a joke at some point through the draft, like how many of these guys could I have gotten for a dollar? And if I had thrown them up for a dollar and nobody answered me, but no, I'm happy with it. And then reserve rounds. I got, like I said, I got Harrison Bader for free. Andrew Benintendi to short my outfield, John Birdie, Nolan Gorman, Brett Beatty and Matt Verling, who I found out is hurt today. So that's sweet. Oh, <laughs> but no, this team is going to look rough until I can put a bunch of these guys on the IL and then backfill from the waiver wire, like, you know, Harper and Kirloff and Bayo and Bader and maybe Verling. Yeah, yeah, that's what, what I'm going to do with my pitching too. Gabe hasn't talked in forever. Sorry. What'd you say? What do you think? What do you think? I got my volume down my really team. low. I can't hear anything. <laughs> what do you think of my hitters? Oh, dude, I love your hitters. Uh, so I've got a couple. I've got a couple thoughts here. I think that I can't believe that Matt Olson is only twenty one dollars. I mean, I feel like the the all of the industry, you know, overall is down on him, and I don't fully understand that. Did you? You got like all my guys. You got Ian Happ uh, for five dollars. I think that's gonna be great. And I already told you that I really like the Kutch pick. And, dude, I love – I think Sean Murphy, too, like in a two-catcher league. And I know I'm all about not 
you know, obviously I'm not the guy that drafts catchers, but dude, right. you like, you, you, you really, really, uh, you towed the line perfectly between not drafting a catcher too early and also ending up with, you know, two, two, serviceable, two serviceable catchers. I think so that you're going to a... be, what's that? Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I think a lot of your Finish speed your is going to come down to, you know, Acuna's health. I feel like that may be one area that you might be, you know, kind of shy on. Uh, and if he's healthy, you know, you got Birdie. I love that pick too, by the way. Uh, and, you know, if Acuna is healthy and gives you 30 steals or 25 steals, then, you know, you're going to be fine in that department too. Yeah, I wanted to say Jose Ramirez was the only other player that went for $50. And then I think Judge went for like 45 48. He was the th- 48. He was the third highest. You know, and like I love, I don't, I wouldn't say I love Judge, but I understand the Judge price. But like for the two extra dollars, Jose Ramirez and Ronald Acuna are going to steal 30 more bases than Aaron Judge and yeah. hit, hit maybe 12 less home runs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like you that. know, the, the only thing that concerns me, Raymond, is your outfield. Because until Harper is there, I don't know. He's like, not even – dude, there's a chance he never plays out. Ian Happ, bro. Ian Happ. Yeah. So, like – Yeah. I don't like – look, I don't like Ian Happ. I love Kutch. I don't like Happ. Kirilov dude, could be good. If Kirilov, could be a risk. If Kirilov Kolos, is healthy, I don't a, like Kolos either pick. because I, I don't like Kolos either. Dude, he's not lead off for them. Maybe. Oh, and then Brendan know. Donovan can play outfield. Chris I, I don't know. I'm, I don't trust Colas at all because uh, I don't know. Like these, a lot of these Cuban guys bust. He just, I don't know. I get Rosny Castillo vibes from Oscar Colas. Yeah. You guys remember and, like, Rosny I definitely, Castillo? I definitely did this on purpose. We're like, um, get Ronald Acuna, and then I mean, you spend fifty dollars on one player, you're gonna have to to short somewhere else. And, like, that's what yeah. I, I said in the chat. That's why I spent $5 on Hap, because he's going to hit 12 home runs and hit 12 steals as, like, a floor, probably. So I think I think he was the perfect person for this team build. And then Kutch is going to do something similar. Yeah, let's, yeah, we can move on. So, yeah, then my pitching, I was one of the first people to get a closer. I got Class A for $23. And then I found that up almost immediately. I think these guys might have went back to back. I got Scherzer for twenty eight, Urias and Shane Bieber both for twenty two, um, Alec Manoa for twenty two, Jordan Romano for fifteen, Evan Phillips for two, uh, Brian Bayo for one, and Giovanni Gallegos for one. And then in the reserve rounds, I snagged Dre Jameson. Is so you have like no depth. But your your pitching is so good. I mean, you you probably have the best pitching in the league. But the thing yeah, is, would... like, if you have no depth, so when you I, my question to you is this: when ILs open up and you can start moving guys to ILs, are you going to be picking up more hitters, or are you going to be picking up pitchers to backfill since you have very little pitching depth at the moment? No, I'm. If I can put five hitters on the I.L., I'll probably pick up at least three starters, maybe four. But, yeah. no, this was this was definitely my strategy was, like, 
target these guys who are going to go for about $20. Max Scherzer got a little expensive, but he was one of the first players nominated in that top tier pitching. And I didn't know how expensive it was going to get. So I was okay paying the $28. I think Garrett Cole went for like 31 or something. And I like Scherzer more than Cole. So I was fine paying that. But no, these $20 players who are going to, we're going to throw almost 200 innings and have a pretty good trajectory of staying healthy. Like, I think, I think if you're going to build like a stable of starting pitching in an auction league, this is the way to do it. Like those four guys are going to throw 800 innings and probably stay healthy. Yeah. I, I mean, I like it. I, I worry a little because of this, your team looks a lot like mine last year in this league. And I finished, fourth or fifth i can't even remember but i finished, I finished first sixth, in like every so. i finished i finished first in like every single pitching category last year and then i did not like my hitting was not good enough but i think your hitting is a little better than mine maybe from last year because i had i actually had olsen last year and i had murphy and i had taylor uh <laughs> so but i didn't have any of the other guys i did not have an acuna I, I can't remember the rest of my team. I, I think I had like Jake McCarthy and I did, I did pretty good on fab adding guys, but like I, I think I had Nolan Arenado too, but um, I don't know. Your team is a lot like mine, but maybe, but Acuna might be the difference. You have Acuna. I did not have Acuna last year. And then to your, to your outfield point too, like Ben Attendee's boring, but he's going to hit like 280 and score. I don't know. In a five outfielder league, he's he's replacement level and boring, but safe. And he's been batting yeah. third for the White Sox. That sticks. He's getting paid like $50 million. <laughs> $60 million. It's insane. I know. What yeah. do you think, Dave? No. Well, I, think I can't too imagine many outfielders. anybody. What's that? I well, said I think he has too many outfielders. But, I mean, I guess hurt. like half of them are going to go on IL, so whatever. <laughs> so that was definitely intentional. Like, as soon as the season starts, I'm going to put Kirilov, Bader, and Veerling, possibly, I guess, or just drop him on the IL. And Harper. And Harper. And Harper, yeah. He may never play outfield this year. So I did want to, like, justify yeah. that pick because Scott kind of gave him some crap for it. But, like, in my head, a healthy Bryce Harper is worth, what, $40? Bryce Harper's easily a first rounder. Uh, Bryce first Harper's rounder, a top. Yeah. So, he's a top eight player or whatever if he's healthy. So call it forty five dollars if you want. And so they're talking about like about the halfway mark of the season, maybe a little sooner. He's starting to swing a bat. Some people are starting to say June rather than July. And like these, like you mentioned about Max Scherzer, like these A one alpha athletes, like I think they can see. They can beat timelines, and they can kind of play at 80%, and it's still better than everyone else. And so, like, in my head, I paid $11 for one of the top eight players in baseball, like you just mentioned. So I paid an 11 – like, it's a, it's a lottery ticket, basically. If he comes back yeah. after 80 games, I saved $18 to buy him. So – not yeah, 18, well, I'd 14. take Harper for 11 over Rodon for 26 all day, so give you that. <laughs> <laughs> right. the, only thing, the only thing I messed up in this, and I would like to say this for anyone drafting in the CBS auction, 
or salary cap is like be careful of your in draft roster because I filled up my corner infield spots and my utility. Like I drafted Bryce Harper. He was my second pick. So I couldn't draft another utility player the rest of the auction. And then yeah. I got I, I filled corner infield pretty quick after I got Vargas. So like 10 players into my team, I couldn't I literally could not bid on another corner infielder. So just be careful of your in draft roster management. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Vargas, we all know, is going to get second base eligibility, but it doesn't he's not matter now. in this draft style. It yeah. still clogs your spot. Yep. It's not a free-for-all. Like, I knew you can draft whoever you want. You don't have to fill positions. Like CBS, you have to fill positions. So that's the point. And in a CBS draft, it's a lot more flexible because you can just bounce whoever you want to the bench. But in this setup where you have to do the, the auction and then the reserve draft, it's much more strict. Yeah. So, Gabe, what do you think about the teams? Who's going to win? Are you in, are you in dude, Team 10 I, or Team Raymond? Not, dude, I'm Raymond drafted to my style. Uh, I the, the risk on your team, especially, you know, even if it is, like I said, I'm out on DeGrom and, you know, with Rodon. And that's just a lot of money in pitching, too. I, I Dude, I can't believe that, that you're able to get – now, I mean, you, you stole some pitchers, too, for sure. Like, you're – your depth, I like your starting pitching depth better, Tim. But uh, I, I like Raymond's guys. Like if you're going to give me, you know, the prices that you paid even before the Redon, and you know, even if both those guys are healthy, like without any injury news, Degrom and Rodon, you know, for the prices that you paid Tim, uh, which were 31 for Degrom and 26 for Rodon, dude, I like. I, I would take. Uh, Bieber for 22 and Manoa for 22. I think every day, like those guys are just my style of guys though. You know, they're like, they're just, they're not as injury prone. They're not as sexy. You know, you're not going to get all so the would I. that you get. <laughs> <laughs> to, be to be fair, I would take those them at those prices all day too. Rodon, Rodon tanked me. It was a disaster. Yeah, but, you know, I'm, I'm talking about even pre-injury, you know, like he's just not a guy that I'm going to be like, cause he is, he's just, I guess there's a scare me. There's a second point in here too is like don't price enforce with someone you're not okay with ending up on your team. Yeah. 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 Well, if he was if he was healthy, I would have been okay with it. I didn't know he was hurt. So that's what I'm saying. It's like a triple it's like a triple or quadruple issue. I was price enforcing. I got I got jump bid. I was dealing with an issue, Uh, distracted outside issue. I was completely distracted. And he was injured, and I didn't know it. So it's like a four four way disaster. It's like it's like a, it was like four trains colliding together. Like four, the train is like a crossing didn't, train track, and literally not even just two trains hitting, but all four trains just hitting. Didn't that just happen in Ohio? And like four different towns caught on fire. Well, <laughs> I don't know, but it's going to be that kind of thing when I'm trying to draft yeah, ask you and raise my kids. Thompson. <laughs> that odd new draft is going to be just like that, Tim, for me. There's, I'm not going to be able to focus on all the stuff going on there. You'll be all right. Taylor, Taylor's out. You can bring Taylor in to help co-manage for you. <laughs> He's working. <laughs> he, he, oh, yeah, you have, to, you have to draft. He can just help co-manage for you. I, have to, I still have go. to do that, by the way. I don't know why we're talking about on the podcast. All right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's end this bad boy. Uh, next week, we're, t- we're going to talk about starting pitchers. And uh, you'll also get... 
an odd new podcaster podcast soon from the Welsh. Gabe interviewing Raymond and I about us. And the oh, Welsh yeah. is going to come on next week, hopefully sometime. He said he's going to next week, so we'll see what happens. So I, he, uh, that's what's on a, the a, schedule. As he worded it, he's a, a tornado of chaos. So we're still trying to figure out the details. But, yeah, that'll be next week or the week after, I think. That's good because with Rodon, this Rodon thing, we're like a hurricane of chaos. So <laughs> Hurricane of disarray. <laughs> Yeah, a hurricane of disarray and a tornado of chaos. It's a perfect match. <laughs> All right, Gabe, say something, and then we'll get our Raymondism. I want to get a Gabe. Let's get a Gabe and a Raymondism tonight. Well, shoot, Tim. <laughs> You're gonna have to edit. Oh, shoot, I don't oh have, shoot, guys! Don't shoot, guys! Oh, Just Gabe's so shy it. now that he's got to catch a stream with Twitter. All right, Raymond, what up? <laughs> Give us a Raymondism. I'm just I I've said it a thousand times and I'm gonna say it again is like do not hit the plus one button in your auction drafts because sometimes Oops. you get away with it. I had I had a panic moment in our draft. I forget who it was. It was a starting pitcher I did not want Chris Bassett or something for six dollars. And I'm like, oh my god, no. And then somebody else went one more dollar and I was like, Okay, thank thank you. It's like it's just sheer panic when it goes wrong and don't do it. Type in the number and press enter. It's not hard. It's not. The thing with the CBS, though, is it lags. It lags. It lags, yes. Yeah. You have good. to get your bids in with like four seconds left. Yeah, it does lag. All right. So call it a day. We'll see you next time. Peace.